The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of Jesus' disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed, hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned Jesus. Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? Jesus responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, From their hearts come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. There are two things we often forget about Jesus. And the first is that he is the greatest teacher who ever lived. He's the greatest teacher who ever lived. And the second thing is that he's still alive and he's still teaching us. When we run into a gospel like today's gospel, It's easy to overlook those things and think this is just a story written a long time ago about some obscure Jewish rules that really don't apply anymore and don't connect with our lives at all. But when we realize that Jesus is the greatest teacher who ever lived and he's still alive and teaching us through his word, we can't take that approach. We have to recognize that he has a message for us, an important message for us today, right now in our lives. He's the greatest teacher who ever lived, and he's still teaching us by his word. So what is that message that he has today? One of the ways and one of the reasons Jesus is the greatest teacher is because he teaches by contrasts. He looks at the world and sees what's wrong with it, and then he points us 
in a different direction, in the right direction. And what Jesus in this passage that we read today is seeing in the world is he's seeing that the Pharisees and the scribes have defined success completely wrong. They have defined holiness as almost the exact opposite of what true holiness really is. And see, so he dives in right into that question. And that question is important for us as well. How do we define success in the world today? Where do we put our energy, our identity, our importance? Where do we derive who we are today? What's a successful life? And let me just throw some things out there. One, our identity often and our success often is related to our job. We tend to identify with what I do as a profession or as a, as a task, and I think of myself either as a success or a failure based on some scale out there on how I perform in the marketplace. It's one way we look at success. We can also look at success, and it's related to that, through money, how much money we have or what we have in the bank, or through our possessions on what we've got. That could help us to identify who we are, who's successful, who's holy, who's good, who's worthy of our attention. Maybe it's our political party or our our affiliation with a particular group or organization, that that's what gives us the most important thing, and we think that's what's the most important thing about us. Or maybe it's social media. If we can get enough people to just like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever account, we'll be successful. That's who we are. It will make us what we really want to be. See, our world isn't that different from the world of the scribes and the Pharisees. We get it wrong. Because none of those things are what success and holiness, and happiness is really about. See, what Jesus points out in the Gospel today is that you give yourself to those things, you'll get them. You'll probably get them. Jesus uses the word hypocrisy in there. And in in Matthew's Gospel, when he talks about hypocrisy, he says, those who are hypocrites have received their reward. They've gotten what they were looking for. And if you're looking for likes on social media or followers and you work hard at it, you're going to get them. But that's it. That's all you're going to have. And then it's going to end. Or if you want a boatload of money and you work hard and that's your single focus and you drive at that, you will probably get it but that's all you're going to have. And then it's going to end. And where's that going to go? Or if you're the most famous, most powerful person in the world, eventually that dies as well. See, Jesus is teaching about life and death. You know the most powerful, famous person in the Tang Dynasty? Neither do I. 
They died. And their fame died with them. And Jesus is teaching us an important lesson that if we hook ourselves onto any of those things as the most important thing, our performance might get us what we want, but that's going to die. And think about it. When you take all that away, and this, when you take all that away, what's left? If you take all that external performance stuff, all that success that we think of, what's left? That's the question Jesus wants you to think about. What's left when all that stuff is gone? Ponder that this week. What's left? Jesus gives us a hint in the Gospel today. Notice how he says, exterior things aren't going to do it, but it's from within. It's from within you that the eternal battle of life and death is really going on. It's from in your hearts. And most of us are scared of that. Most of us don't even know what our soul really is. We haven't made friends with it because often, and Jesus points this out too, when we start to look within, when we open ourselves up and allow our soul to begin to speak and to talk to us, when we look inside, most often what we see first is that list that Jesus gave us. Evil thoughts, licentiousness, anger, greed, all of that stuff is the first thing we see, and so we stop looking. And we get busy about our job or making money or getting that social media following or whatever it is. But Jesus says, look within. But I think the real good news that comes to us in the Word today comes in that letter of James. And it's just a one-liner. It's actually half a verse. And it says, Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. See, we have to look inside. Everything else is going to die. Everything else is going to go away. And if that's all we have, we're done. We have to look within. But when we dig through all that crap, all that garbage that's on the surface of our inner life, we start to see the Word of God that's been planted there. And I can't tell you exactly what that Word of God is for you. You've got to find it. You've got to do the work of looking inside. That's part of the work of prayer, is listening to the Word of God that is within you. Because that is eternal. That is your pathway to eternal life. Life that doesn't die along with everything else. And the church gives us some pretty clear guidance on what we're looking for, what that Word of God looks like. 
At a baptism, the church teaches that the Holy Spirit is planted into your soul. Look for her. Planted in your soul. Because she can save your soul. Or St. Paul talks about us in the Scriptures as temples of the Holy Spirit. Seek that person within you and they can save your soul. Or Paul also says that we are children of light. Or St. Peter says we are a royal priesthood, a holy people chosen by God. Look within and find that truth. The great apostle St. John says, you are a child of God. Look in your heart and find that truth. And when you find it, grab onto it and water that seed that's there and nurture it so that it will grow up into your life and bear great fruit into the world that needs that spirit, that needs that life, that needs that child of God to do the will of God as only you can do. The seed of the Word is in your heart. Look to the Word for the map on how to find it. Are you willing to make this journey? Are you willing to go within and find the Word that can save your soul? Jesus, the greatest teacher who ever lived, has a message for us, and it is good news. But we've got to go in and find it. Are you willing to accept this truth?